two, one. How you doing? It's good to meet you. It's good to meet you as well. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is not what I expected my day to end up turning into, but I'm pleasantly surprised. It's yeah, amazing. as uh, as far as last minute scheduling goes, this is probably the most last minute I've ever done. Yeah, well, and, you know, uh, I was just uh, with Gus at the bar last night, and he yeah. was like, "I'm supposed to be on this thing, but you'd be much better. You want me to put you in touch? Sure, why not?" Uh, all the plans I'd made had fallen through, so yeah, yeah let's, shout let's out go and do to this. Uh, shout out to Gus, man, uh, for getting us connected. So he sent me your Instagram, right? And so tattoo artist, among um, yeah, that's... you created your own uh, your own comic book. You have your own animation going, right? Yeah, and <laughs> you're like a actor, uh, yeah, model. I saw the, the native yeah. ad that you did. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I wish funny. I could have taken more credit for like, yeah, I wrote it. But no, no, that was all the <laughs> lovely writers at Raindrop Agency. That they also did all the Doctor Squatch, uh, Squash, oh, or what the soap yeah, ads, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, they always win awards. And I came in there, and they were just like amazing to work with. Um, then I did another commercial with them for an Australian towel brand called Tessellate. Okay, and so that was a lot of fun too. So yeah. And now I'm heading to uh, a couple of different places, but ending up in New Orleans where we're going to shoot a short film, a comedy uh, written by an Australian guy called Sexy Beth's Giant Dildo Collection. <laughs> and it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just, I smoked a little bit before we started this. So that was like a symphony in my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the title alone, if, if it's not going to hook people on that, wanting to know what it is, like, I've got to, I, I have to know. Yeah, yeah. so... So, uh, are you originally from Australia? No. Uh, so that's the whole thing. And, and if we go and do the comedy, I have a whole bit about it. Uh, I'm a military brat. Uh, I was traveling around like all my life and I ended up living over there for a little while. And this is what happens when a bet goes too far. <laughs> so it happens to me where I'm, I'm hanging out with people and they will, uh, they'll try and mimic my accent and it sounds terrible. Yeah. It's so bad. And, and it hurts. It actually causes me pain. And uh, so when I was living over there, I was doing that to them. Ah. And, uh, and they were like, stop, stop. And, you know, my pride got in the way. And I was like, well, you know, if you, man, I'll, I don't know if we can, can we cuss. Oh, you can cuss. Yeah. Fuck I was like, want. fuck you guys. I'm fucking sick as fuck. I'm going to show you. So it's Australia Day, which is holiday over there. We ended up going out. Uh, I made a bet with them. Now, alcohol is exorbitantly expensive <laughs> over there. Is it? A two liter bottle of Jack Daniels will cost you about $125. And uh, Australian dollar is maybe 78 cents to the US dollar. So it's still about a hundred and something bucks um, because of the alcohol taxes they put on their import taxes, all kinds of other stuff. So I made a bet with five blokes. I was like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to take this out and I'm going to sound fucking sick. <laughs> and you guys buy me drinks all night. And as I get more trashed, you'd think my accent will get worse. And eventually someone's going to go, wait a minute, mate, where the hell are you from? And then I'll be like, nah, I'm from America. You got me. <laughs> and then I would pay them back for the drinks they bought me. And then I buy them drinks for the rest of the night. So there's five of them. Jesus. And they're like, what? That's like one drink each. Yeah. Yeah. We could, that's only like half a week's pay. That's what we got this. But if he has to pay for our drinks, hoo, 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 yeah, then he's going to be spending a lot of money. Right. Uh, so I didn't lose, but what I gained was this accent and a horrible case of alcohol poisoning. How the, how old were you? Oh shit, I don't even know. It's uh it was about yeah, it was about about over ten years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Um don't know the age. I also I'm sixty nine, so it's my 
My memory's really foggy. It's... They, they age better there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's because of no ozone layer just peeling off your skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you even picked up like the... Uh... Like the shorthand, the the slang, the verbiage. Like well, you say mate, and yeah, um, I mean, like if you're if you're over here, uh, well, I say y'all too when I go down to the yeah. south. I'm like y'all or baby or <laughs> no, no, sorry, baby. <laughs> which which I've, like, there's nothing quite like having a 65 year old black lady just call, oh shit, baby. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just makes me love it so much. <laughs> just from the south, as fuck, just yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, baby, you looking good. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's hilarious. So, how long you've been doing entertainment? Basically, when did the first Ooh. creative thing happen for you? Uh, so that came about when I, because I am a military brat. So every year, or maybe sometimes two or three times a year, I'd go to a new school, and they wouldn't always be military kids. You know, it's just regular kids, and they'd be like, "Oh, who's this new kid?" And the way that I made friends was to draw pictures because then they'd be like oh shit is he drawing you know freddy krueger what the fuck's going on oh that's amazing and then i'd make friends i'm proud to announce that the podcast is now officially sponsored by the fine people over at chop chili company guys this is some of the best chili you can get here in the state of new mexico and they are online as well as in stores they can be found at smith's alberson sprouts John Brooks, and Lowe's Corner Market. They have three amazing flavors that you see here, and they also have frozen green chili that you can get online. Go on over to the website, chopchiliCo.com and get yourself some amazing chili today. Podcast is now officially sponsored by the amazing people over at High Desert Relief, a premier herbal destination right here in the state of New Mexico. They have extremely well-trained and knowledgeable staff that are more than happy to help you find what you're looking for or try something that you maybe have never thought of. Uh, They have two locations here in Albuquerque, one in Santa Fe. All three will be listed right here and in the description of this episode all three offering legendary products at absolutely legendary prices, including this awesome merch that they were so kind enough to gift me here. All of this can be found at all three of their locations. Again, big thank you to the guys over at HDR for supporting. Now back to the episode. And then um, that, that just ended up, you know, translating into storytelling, going into comics and, um, you know, I love, like, you've got a lot of memorabilia over here from, you know, the DC universe, but I, I love a lot of manga and anime stuff. Nice. Uh, because my dad would always bring stuff from Japan, and I'd be oh, it's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, and, um, and you know, comics and stuff like that. So I wanted to tell stories like that. I wanted to, you know, make my own heroes. And, you know, uh, so that also helped with the storytelling aspect. Um, when, it, when it came out that I wanted to... Um, go to LA and try and do the acting thing. I had a, uh, like a, this weird, weird cult, cult following online from like, uh, from, from, it was mostly, uh, girls who thought you know, they fancied me to work maybe. Uh, but I made comics and they would follow me. But then I also had like, uh, guys who are like directing cartoons for DreamWorks now working for Fox, like these huge, amazing artists who were also like in my wheelhouse and admired the stuff that I was doing because I went and worked for Fox for a little while doing animation. Oh, wow. And it would be like you and I just sitting here and, 
you know, they're like, oh, so uh, what's your last name? Or they'd ask for a card because they knew I did tattoos and I'd hand it. They'd be like, John Devilman, fuck, I followed you for fucking 10 years. Oh, I'm such a big fan. And they'd name all these art things that I did and I'd be like, God, I don't remember that. So, um, so I thought I would head out there to try and make it. Um, yeah, and then, and then I just got into a toxic relationship and that <laughs> fucking fucked off. And, oh, man. But, but I'm back on it now. I'm doing my best and yeah. What did, how long were you, are you allowed to talk about what you did at Fox? Uh, yeah, I did a show called Axe Cop. Okay. And um, it had um, uh, Offerman. Uh, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was the voice of Axe Cop. And uh, Patton Oswalt was, um, was one of the characters as well. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was actually a really fun show. Uh, the, you know, just unfortunately, the, the, that segment or that little subsect of the production company that I worked for was kind of mismanaged. Oh, um, man. Yeah, so it's, it's too bad, but it was a great experience. Yeah. Was that out in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that project, um, when it went the way it did, what was the next thing? I mean, because uh, well, what year is this that you're oh, that you're starting there in L.A. at Fox, and then when did that end? I want to say, it, mm, see, because oh, once again, COVID screws up timelines. Because I want to be like, oh, six years ago, but it could have been like ten years ago. It's yeah, it's wild. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. It was whenever Axe Cop was on. So yeah. <laughs> for listeners out there, just do a Google search, see when Axe Cop came on. That's when I was there. And so after that, what did you did you stay in LA? Did you move yeah, on to somewhere yeah, yeah. else? What um, did you do so, out there? So I mean, um, I was doing tattoos in LA at the time, and um, I actually got the job at Fox kind of as a a joke. Uh, I had a buddy who worked there, and he's like, "Yeah, you should apply." And I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever." And I did, and they're like, "Can you start?" now and i was like i'm bali i don't know give me a week uh, oh wow yeah it was it was wild but uh it was a good experience i met a lot of great people out there who a lot of a lot of whom are still my friends and i love seeing how far they've come from there because boy there's some fucking powerhouses that came from that little studio like That's awesome. really good artists and uh you know um it also got me into just trying to um because you think you could do better well Put your money where your mouth is. So I have. I've, when COVID hit, I started trying to put together my own cartoons. I've got one uh, that's like a post-apocalyptic, um, I guess Terminator-esque fun romp called uh, Metallic Catastrophe. <laughs> I've got one where it's, um, just think of like the seediest city, like just uh, depraved and a lot of crime everywhere. And then you have like this innocent orc who comes in looking bright-eyed, looking for adventure. Uh, and it's in the Old West, and it's called Oklahoma. <laughs> and his name is Orkson Wells, and uh, he goes there and uh, I love it. inadvertently ends up becoming the sheriff of the town who's got to clean it up. And you don't know if he's an idiot that fails upward or if he's got a genius plan or it's just the power of positivity. So th think of uh, think of Fix-It Felix from Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Uh, just going over there and, hi, y'all. You want to be, I'm here to fix things. And it's just going to be, yeah. And then I've got another one um, called The Monsters of Rock, which is, um, I'm big into D&D. &D. Uh, if you came into my little spot, it'd be like D&D &D toys everywhere. And, um, so um, that's Oklahoma, kind of based out of the D&D &D world. Yeah. Uh, Monsters of Rock, kind of based out of D&D &D world. There's bards and you have bardic magic. So in this world, it's, imagine Monsters, Inc., but um, there's, the magic is real. You have um, people who can cast spells by playing really good songs. Then if you have like a battle of the bands, you can't really cheat because you're feeding off the energy of the audience. So you give them something, they give you something back, and it's a secular thing. Well, the biggest rock star who's kind of like been, he's disappeared for 20, 30 years, just comes out of retirement, and he says he's hosting a battle of the bands. And he wants all the bands to try and 
fight their way up to the top, and whoever wins will be able to open for him in something called Ragnarok, <laughs> which, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's his plan to end the world because he's, he's immortal and he's tired of being alive. So he realized that if he takes the greatest potential, like imagine like Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix, imagine if none of those guys ever existed. Elvis never shook his hips on Ed Sullivan. Imagine. Where the fuck would we be right now? The timelines that would be just truncated from that, massive, like massive. People who are inspired by that to create more, just a ripple effect, dominoes falling down. So if he can sacrifice that, he can call upon these ancient elder gods through a portal that will then come and devour that potential and the world. So he's like, fuck it, reset button, I'm out. So that's why he's having this battle of the bands because he needs to find that potential. And that's where the premise is. So then you follow the band, which is uh, the Frank and Gnarlies. It's Fedor and Felicia Frank and Gnarly, who are two brother and sister Frankenstein's monsters. You have a alcoholic zombie named R Grave Robin. And then you have me as a werewolf tarantula Frankenstein. And um, uh, it's, it's us trying to work our way up and fight our way to the top while sometimes uncovering these plots of the... Uh, the, the it's the Jabberwocky is the main bad guy yeah it's it's all there's all kinds of like references to things that i grew up with that i love uh and so i'm like yeah i'm gonna put a twist on it throw it in there holy shit yeah i okay. got pitch decks too I'll, I'll send them to you after uh, yeah, yeah that's that's a lot i love it yeah that is i like how i like how it keeps scaling oh yeah well uh, that's it just keeps going up and up and up that is when did that concept first like when did you get the idea for that that i've had since i was a teenager yeah, that's um, fucking. Uh, it's 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 loosely based on a show that I saw called, um, oh jeez, uh, Rock and Rule, hmm. an old cartoon. Because um, you know after I after I was watching all the animes and stuff, I wanted to see like American cartoons as well. So it was most of the stuff that was like adult cartoons was from the sixties or seventies or you know like yeah. heavy metal and stuff. Right. So I watched that, and they were right. But this one had a cool like it was cool. There was some good things about it, and I kind of you know I, I kind of took some of that as as we do but um yeah uh that's one of my favorites uh there's another one that i have that's supposed to be a live action called this is, here's here's a title for you uh the space vikings versus dracula and the moon men yeah nice that's yeah. fantastic i think sci-fi is gonna call you right now i would love that that'd be, <laughs> that'd be amazing um but yeah that's that's a real fun one and that's as, as ridiculous as it sounds i'd say that's probably like my opus it's probably the best written like it's concise everything has a reason for being there it's, uh, I would say it's more likened to say like Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's got its fun, yeah. but it's not just a weird adult swim where everything's random and you're just like, fuck it, we'll just do whatever we like want. Like smiling but, friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I'll send you the pitch deck for that. So you can look at all this stuff, but I, I'm very proud of all the work that I put in. And, uh, that's why I come out to New Mexico to hang out with filmmakers and other storytellers and stuff like that yeah. because stuff is being made here mm -hmm. and I just want to have my fucking food, foot in the ground when like my boots in the ground, let's do it. Yeah. And um, there's a couple cats out here who I've worked with before who know that if they call on me, <laughs> I'm in the car. Unless I've already got a prior obligation, I'm in the car and I'm on my way here. Well, you know, as, aside from stealing other people's work, then I'm, what I'm finding is the golden... Like the golden rule of entertainment is be on time. Oh yeah, be punctual. As as I show up, I don't know. I know that was miscommunication. I'm, I'm really gonna look at that text because yeah. I'm pretty sure you said, yeah. "Yeah, show up at this time." And and I was I'm, like, "Oh, that's real late." Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that might that might may, may very well be my fault. But um, 
that from all my buddies that uh, have gone into acting a little mm-hmm. bit, that have gone into anything entertainment, comedy, music, whatever, yeah. be on time. No oh, yeah. Be early. Oh, yeah. Right? Be be the first ones there. Who gives a shit? You're yeah. there. Um, so that's a good way to go about it, especially getting your foot in your door here because, I mean, the film industry has been in New Mexico for a long time, but, oh, like, yeah. it's still growing and mm-hmm. it's still cultivating. Like, we're just, I'm sure you know, but mm-hmm. uh, we're getting, uh, they're turning the rail yards, I guess, into a film university. I did not know that. Yeah, so oh, I cool. guess all the rail yards are going to get completely just leveled, and it's going to get turned into a film university. Oh wow! Yeah, it. They say it's going to be built by twenty five. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Um, I've seen the roads out here, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. But there is a lot of money being put behind that, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, right. There are definitely priorities in government, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure a university brings in a lot more money than the. Yeah. Uh, than the roads do. And if you want to put on the tinfoil hat, I'm sure the big boys of the insurance companies love the government. So the worse roads you have, the more broken down cars you have, the more insurance payments. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you smoke too much, kids. Um, <laughs> so um, that's a good idea. And it's a good way to go about it. I got to know, though, because of everything you're inspired by and the fact that you are doing your own comic, what was like the first comic you latched onto? Oh, probably. I mean, I love it, the movies, but I am live and die by the books yeah so, oh yeah. oh yeah yeah a lot of times for me too um because you said you're I, mainly into manga yeah um did manga start for you first or did comic books american mm. comic books let me think uh hmm that's a good question uh well i like devil man hence the name being john devil man yeah and um i don't know how i got a hold of that um so i just latched onto that one but i also really liked wolverine and x-men uh, I got into a lot of Vertigo stuff, uh, so I liked um, Hellblazer and yeah. um, like I, Sandman and shit like that. So that's just it. I never got into Sandman because all okay. the goth kids loved it, and I was like, Man, <laughs> "Fuck you, fucking, mm, fucking, whatever." But but you know, um, and plus uh, it's it's Gaiman, yeah, Neil Gaiman. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh man, I I respect the hell out of him, and I love pieces. Of, like man, he's got pieces of his work that I just admire so much but as a whole a lot of the times i think he does just kind of go yeah it's magic you can and you can you can you can make right. it world and you can do the thing and that's fine but um the convenience I, of it yeah um and, and and that's fine um but uh i mean like he's written some of my favorite doctor who episodes as well but it, it's not because of like the grand storyline. It's because of pieces inside, like when the TARDIS. I don't know if you watched it. I've I've seen all of. So I know that it was on for a very long time yeah. in England, and they kind of did like a modern reboot of it. Mm-hmm. And I can never pronounce the guy's last name, but I know he's the Ninth Doctor, Christopher Excleson. Excleson, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, he's the first one. Bald to, guy. To, yeah, yeah. The first um, one to kick it off. Yeah. It was yeah. like the more modern. Do- so and, I, I, and I liked him. He was great. Yeah, yeah, I watched all of that season, and then I got halfway through the second one, and then I kind of just like got really busy and never picked it back up. Nah. Um, yeah. But from what I did see, I appreciated the shit out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really, actually really enjoyed it. There was a, there was a really touching, heartfelt moment where uh, the TARDIS is uh, like, it becomes a human or some kind of bipedal alien or something and there is like this like imagine if your car just became real and was like hey huh, I'd be I've been terrified wanted, <laughs> oh the way I treat but that thing <laughs> got all the repairs it needs the pizza crust like Ooh-wee. I would <laughs> 
Try try living like that and driving across the country like every ah, other month. Yeah. Oh boy. No. Um. But but yeah. No. It ended up being like this really touching uh moment that you get to see. But but the it was part of like the larger storyline, which eh, it was all right. But that's Neil Gaiman for me. Okay. Where I'm like, wow, that was really magical. Yeah. The rest of it, I can yeah, take fine. it or leave it. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So you're getting into the. It sounds like just the more esoteric stuff in general for comic books. Yeah. Um. Was there one in particular that really made you think, hey, I can write these? Or was it kind of just like a combined, you know, background of being involved or enjoying that media so much? It's like, hey, like this is, you can do this and make a make some kind of whatever success or career out of it. Yeah. Just gonna do it. Yeah. Um, well, it had a lot to do with being a kid and growing up on TV yeah. and knowing within the first act how it was gonna play out. Mm, yeah. And, and I'd be like. That's the killer. You know, they're going to get together. This, this. And I remember my family would be like, oh, come on. Until it just every single time I'd call it. Because yeah. it's, it's you know, the what they call now the Dan Harmon story circle. <laughs> and, you know, you have, your, you, you have them all start in a place of, of convenience. And, and then there's a knock at the door, a call to adventure or something. And then they have to, what's the want they go? And then they, they try and get the want. And then midway through, they get the thing that they want. But they figure out that's not really what they need. So then they get what they they work to get what they need, but they take what they've already learned, and then at the end of it they end up back where they began. Either if it's a if it's a like a TV series, like a episodic or something like that, they don't change. There's no positive growth because they're like, well, that was a fluke. Well, here we are back at the bar until next week. Blah blah blah. Right. But if it's something like uh, something well written then it furthers along the story, obviously, and they grow somehow. They were able to use whatever they learned. Are you saying Family Guy is not consistently... I'm sure it is. ...well-written and funny? I'm sure it is. Uh, no, it is fucking not. I don't, I don't watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're better off not... I mean, I'll get, I'll get a little drunk or I'll take a couple of hits and like put on something like that. Yeah. It's so mind-numbingly entertaining. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to there for substance. That's, oh, no. It's candy. No, no, yeah. You know what um, I mean? It's empty calories and sugar. It's not going to oh, do anything for I like for the way you. that sounds good, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've been on keto for way too long, so... <laughs> oh, man, give it to me. But no, that's... Uh, was it Dan Harmon or the other one that turned out to be a weirdo? Uh, it's the other one. The uh, other Justin one. Roiland. Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his fucking name. And, and who knows what the... I don't know what the story is behind that. I, that's the whole uh, thing. It's it's always yeah. So... I just I just know it involved him texting underage girls and yeah yeah. But anyway anyway, so you're seeing the story structure pop up more and more and more, right. and you're like, hey, I think I can do better. Uh, well, not do better, but I think I can plug in my characters into this formula. Okay. And um, I know enough scenarios that when you have the characters and they stand out the way that they do, and that's why I like really interesting characters because you could put them. In a, in something that's that's been done a thousand times, but the characters themselves are the things that kind of shine through. You're like, I really like that relationship. That's really awesome. That that's really I like seeing what they're doing with each other, instead of oh, get to point A to point B, C, D, and then you're back. So right. that's why I like writing these characters uh, who, I guess, have a bit of grit to them, a bit of edge. Um, I mean, you pointed out the guts portrait the minute you came in here. Oh yeah, that is the best anti-hero that's ever been written i haven't read since he passed away uh but i know it's been continued i've heard mixed reviews i'm still gonna latch onto it i just want to give it some more time same i am so i i got into it during the pandemic yeah and i collect the manga and like the big uh, mm -hmm. leather bounds and i've read i haven't read a lot recently but i've read it up until like i think volume seven or eight ish mm. they're dealing with like the fairy stuff and yeah that yeah. that arc i forget what it's called but 
Um, I've heard the same thing that reception is mixed, but mm. what gives me faith for that is that it could be good is I guess the original creator, he like he had been meeting with this guy and working allegedly, with this guy for a long, yeah. allegedly, but he left him like notes and stuff. Mm. I hope, I mean, cause it, I mean, look, is, is Berserk mainstream? No, oh, no. Yeah. but of the fan base that it has, it's pretty ravenous and mm. they're putting out a new, uh, anime this year. So exactly. So if you fuck up the book, they're like the immediate response is that's not what he would have done. You just fucked it up. But then that's gonna trickle down on the on the anime. Mm-hmm. And then when the anime happens, if that doesn't work, that's not gonna help this work. Mm-hmm. And if this still doesn't work on top of that, not work. You know what I mean? If if it's anything like the last Netflix anime that came out, yeah. I'll be so upset because that you're talking about the episodic, right? Right. Yeah. Where it was all 3D. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Oh, I could I couldn't get through all of it. It was really bad. Yeah, I I think nine episodes I made it through that. And that yeah. was the, and that was like when I was just first getting into Berserk. Yeah. So Have you I, seen the Golden Art from the 90s? Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I just watched that actually this past summer. Yeah, but lucky. <laughs> I uh yeah, and so I had I seen like the Golden Art trilogy movies that came mm. out. I really enjoyed those. I was mm. like, "Oh, Manga or anime, the, yeah. the, the continual, and that was yeah, it was just boring compared yeah. to everything else. Not well written, the animation isn't great, mm-hmm. and uh, so again, so it's imperative to them. I would imagine that if you're gonna make claims like, "Hey, no, we got the blueprint. We just need to punch in the holes." Yeah, it's real. It's really rough too because, like, you were talking about Family Guy, and I'm, I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to artwork. Um, I. It's not because of the story or anything that I don't write. I, the, the character design is so ghastly abhorrent. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this trash. <laughs> Same thing with Bob's Burgers or uh, Big Mouth, which people fucking love. And I'm like, I can't love I love Big Mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They fucking absolutely, they're like, just get over it. It's amazing. And I'm like, uh, I'm just a snob. I can't. No, I get it. No, I get it. I mean, because the writing in Big Mouth is, is actually pretty great. Um, it gets, even because I'm a huge comedy fan in general. Yeah. But even for me, sometimes it kind of like pushes it a little far. It's like, oh shit, how'd they get away with that? But, yeah. but I understand it. Like the animation, it took a little bit for me to get over too. Yeah, because I'm just looking at it like, okay, I can deal with Family Guy, but it, this looks like simple with the worst details. Mm-hmm. But I was able to get past it and really mm-hmm. get into. It. So what I'm curious about before we get out of here, do you, are you in LA? Like, I, for the I most am. part, uh, I wouldn't say for the most part. Uh, shit, I'm hardly ever there. I'm in LA, and then I travel wherever there's fucking something going on okay so i'm going to st louis probably right after comedy because i'm gonna go i'm getting up on that mic you'll see we're at whatever you said there's an open mic tonight oh tonight oh you're gonna go oh hell yeah, yeah. uh yeah it's gonna be at red this is for everyone listening uh every wednesday at red door there is a open mic from seven to eight so do shit yeah or no i'm sorry no from eight to nine sign up is between seven and eight there we go. Sweet. There we go. And how long are you in town for? Uh, I'm probably going to leave right after that. I'm oh, gonna, okay. I'm probably going to go see a couple friends and then uh, dip out because it's a 17-hour drive that I have to do to oh, St. Yeah, Louis. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I was going to say, for else that's listening, I think this will be out on Friday. There, there's going to be a lot of people that open mic tonight because we have a big comedy show called One Liner Madness uh-huh. uh, happening on Sunday evening. Oh. So everyone's trying out their shit for that. I see. Uh, yeah, but it'll be a good time. Um, let me see. Uh, what was I gonna say? So, how are you like maintaining the lifestyle? So I think that's something that's very elusive to people. You know what I mean? Of just being in, of being in entertainment, being in the creative space. Like, what do you like? Is it all like contract based work? Is it all like kind of stuff like that? Or, or is it just debt? 
Fair enough. No, I respect the honesty. Yeah. I respect the honesty. Uh, I, I live on next to no, like, I just went to Walmart so I can eat, pep- I bought pepperonis and cheese sticks so that, that <laughs> when I'm driving, I can eat that. I don't go out to eat. Yeah. I don't go out normally unless it's to open mics or something. Um, when I am traveling, I sleep on my friend's couches. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm living the, the dream. I mean, fuck, dude. If that's what you love and you love doing it so oh, yeah. much that you could be a nomad like that, I mean, honestly, all the respect in the world for the transparency because other people, myself included, I, I'm working my way out of the nine to five. But mm. yeah, a lot of people sit in the nine to five and they think, well, yeah. I wish I could do the X, Y, and Z. Oh, I'm. But yeah. it takes a lot of sacrifice. Oh, yeah. And you're not the only story like that. Mm-mm. Like, uh, Andy Letterman has a really good joke about it. She goes, Yeah, I remember when I, when I uh, he, she goes, I decided to live in my car in LA for however long. And I remember telling myself, you know what? This is going to be a chapter of the book. So finally I made it out, got an apartment. I was happy, but I moved back into my car and I thought maybe there won't be a book. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I live out of my car more often than I'm in LA. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was just talking about how I was, I was going to sleep in Sedona until I realized that once the, the night comes, cause it wasn't too bad. It was snowing, you know, it was just a couple of days ago and it's snowing and that's fine. And I was like, oh, this is not too bad. It's not too cold. But as soon as the sunset, it just got freezing cold. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. Like I'll just be on the road and I'll be like, oh, I'll just sleep in my car. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll save me $70 on a hotel room and who cares? And then I can just wake up and get back on the road. Um, and then like, uh, for New Orleans, um, I, I do work over there sometimes. Like, I wear at a tattoo shop over there called uh, Electric Ladyland. It's okay. like this world-famous tattoo shop. Uh, I've heard that name, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty famous. Um, and then, um, you know, I'll get acting roles every now and then. Nice. And that's that's also nice, because that pays... It pays all right. Uh, <laughs> it, pays, it, pays, it pays pretty good. Um, I can get a $140 hotel after I yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I still sleep in my car, because I don't want to be late. Remember, right. you gotta yeah. be on time. I've actually slept outside of the place that we were outside of the studio where we were filming the native commercial. I just slept on the street because I was like, I don't want to be late. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, again, I respect the transparency and I fucking respect the hustle. Yeah, you gotta be able to sacrifice. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it comes easy for some people, sure, but you gotta be willing to sacrifice. And that's, that's the key to it. How bad, how bad do you want it? That is fucking awesome. So where do you spend, what city do you spend the most time in, I'd say? I, th- I think right now, probably New Orleans because of okay. the, the pandemic and everything. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I'll probably go there three times a year. Um, I also go to Houston and Austin a lot. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like I'm ever in LA, which is weird. Hey, man, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> when, when, when I'm there, I don't go out. I'm usually, work, like I'm coming out with a coloring book now called uh, Color Encrypteds. Okay. And it's an activity book with cryptids like Bigfoot and yeah. uh, you know Loch Ness monster and all that, and um, trying to work further on the animation. Uh, I just put out a book called "Dude Looks Like a Lady" that questions gender norms because my family thought I was gay because of pictures I saw on the internet. Well, I was like, "Well, I'll show you something then. How's this?" <laughs> and I asked my female presenting friends to send me photos of them looking sexy, and I recreated them. And then I made a whole book about gender because it ended up being a weird thing. And <laughs> I'm super proud of it. It's it's really awesome. And goddamn, I look fucking great at it. <laughs> like, I, I can say that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, this is... I'm glad we got to meet. Yeah. You are like a awesome snapshot of what you can do in America. Oh, yeah. For, for, I, I appreciate that. But this is also like... I, this is great. I love what you have going on here. I'm glad that you are doing this. Thank you for having me. 
I, I'm going to go now and watch you destroy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I almost showed up if, because, okay, because I thought we were going to meet yeah. at 6.30, I have a Bucky's onesie in my car right now. That's awesome. And so I saw the clip of you doing the Bucky's bit, and I was like, I'm oh. going to show up in the motherfucking Bucky's onesie, man. <laughs> man, I'll, I'll show this motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, then, you're, then you message me, and I'm like, man, I'm here early like some stalker. I'm going to go to Walmart and just <laughs> take a poop and just look at people. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, wow. Hey, how far are you? What? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, listen, dude, this has been fun. Like I said, I mean, I think that's the best way to describe you right now is that you are a great snapshot of what you can do in this country. Thank you. Yeah, um, appreciate that. And again, as long as any, of you, I'm sure there are days you don't love it, but when I see something like this where you're maintaining the passion for something extremely difficult, mm-hmm. continue to do it. No matter how shitty your diet is, dude, you look like you're in shape. So oh, my diet is. Locked in, yeah. Whatever. Which sucks when you're on the road, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I would just love to fucking stop off and get some McDonald's or something, which is Macca's in Australia. For any of those listening, that's awesome. So I'd love to stop and get it. Get no, oh, if I can get some Macca's, mate. Oh, but yeah, no. I'm like, oh, just fucking cheese sticks and pepperoni for me, please. Good, f- fuck it. Good for you, you. Ne- dude. Because these auditions are like, let me see you with your shirt off, huh? Yeah. Right. And so yeah. Plus, it does. I'm, you know, it helps with the book. <laughs> when i gotta look all sexy and shit no it's it's funny like uh even the even the native ad uh which i'm topless in um yeah someone's do the negative comments were fucking killing me one person was like oh it's kind of fat don't you think uh kind of kind of see some gutage right there and i was like yeah you're right merman more like mermanity <laughs> and then people were like people are convinced that i was born a woman and i'm a trans man and i was like oh jesus christ but no i was like oh thank you (laughs) that's so fucking so oh Oh, thank you my goodness well i am beautiful i get it that's hilarious it's it's been good fun um but yeah well shit good stuff man um this will be out on friday sweet i'll let you know about everything uh where can people find you on social media on the internet in general where can people find you? uh best place is just at john devilman j-o-h-n devilman awesome yeah well thank you again for coming through last minute thank uh, you this me. was this was a lot of fun <laughs> this yeah. is a nice surprise oh good um thank you everyone for listening and watching and we will see you next time thank bye everybody bye bye cool um it's- <laughs>